Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, this is the Faith in Parents podcast. I'm Ed Drew, the director of Faith in Kids. I'm James Carey. I'd like to give myself an honorary title. I'm a head of podcasts. Please be head of podcasts. I'm head of podcasts here at Faith in Kids. It's great to have you, Jam. Uh, We are looking forward to the summer holidays. So when when this drops as a podcast, I think summer holidays will have just begun, or at least children's school holidays will have just begun. Yeah. Uh, Although, weirdly... Yes, you get the you get the longest day in June, and part of you can just go well. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> if you're if you're English, and the summer hasn't and even and and the summer hasn't even really started yet. I always think of like August. The, you know, the first of August is like the height of summer, but actually the longest day is is middle of June, it's, and, and, like, and maybe the summer has been and gone by yeah. the first of August. I hope you enjoyed it. Jump! What was that? That was your summer, mate. Yeah, uh, we embrace that. Yeah, uh, we thought we would give you four tips to enjoying a summer holiday as a family who are Christians. I'm reluctant to call it a Christian holiday because that makes us all wonder what Ed has in mind. Yeah. Is it, is it a camp? Yes, exactly. Does it have a strange routine that involves a bell at seven o'clock? I don't mean that. I just mean uh, we're Christians and we're Christians on holiday. We love Jesus and he's the same whether we're in Blackpool, Mm. the south of France or the Isle of Wight. Yeah. He is in all those places. He, he is. Yeah. Uh, so here's my first one. Yeah. Enjoy it. Uh, the Bible is clear. Rest is a thing. Rest is real. When God told us to take a Sabbath, he's saying, I want you to stop working. Hmm. And I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me that you have worked enough. And if you do nothing, the world won't fall apart yeah. because he has it. Uh, And I think I do know, I remember one family saying they couldn't really take a two week holiday because uh, one family, one parent would just find the second week impossible not to be thinking about work all the time. That's not that's not necessarily ungodliness. Yeah. It, it, there are all sorts of causes. That, of that. would be the case in, for my parents. They were dairy farmers. Mm. We were never away as a family for two weeks. Mm. I don't remember because... Because and there's that, good reasons you had, for that. You have, to, you have to milk cows twice a day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they really won't wait. Um, and you have to get if you, you have to pay someone else to do it if you yeah. don't do it. So, so there um, are some people who would yeah. fairly be screaming at the podcast, yeah. Ed, live in the real world. Yeah. 
I can't take two weeks yeah, off. Yeah, it's fine. And actually, for, the other thing for me is it takes me f- at least three days to stop thinking about work and therefore to go on holiday for only a week, actually, I, it's, by Thursday, I actually feel like I'm on holiday. The last thing I want to do is go home on Friday, Saturday. I kind of need, a, a f- but, but I rarely take two weeks, but, you know, there we go. Uh, and Jan, when I say enjoy your rest, enjoy your holiday, mm. you have said that that's for you. That's not so easy. Well, I find holidays slightly stressful because they are uncertain, and I'm sort of worried: uh, uh, is my family going to enjoy it? Am I? We're going to a hotel I've not booked it before, or going to a place, or going to stay in a friend's house, or going to whatever it is. There is uncertainty in it, and actually, I like the certainty of my own house. And I, I, the, the, there are variable, there are no variables really at home, or don't feel like that. So I find holidays a little bit of a stress anyway, because I know there are certain expectations. That's one thing, um, that, and I've never really felt like I needed holidays uh, because also I have quite a nice life anyway because I look quite like my job. And so, which is Jim? I'm, well, I'm a script, a script writer theoretically. So. Um, so, yeah, so I, I feel like I've, I'm getting away with it. And to take a holiday from my job, it's already a dream job for some people. So what on earth do you think you're doing? Yeah. Um, so there are a number of factors at play, but it's mostly for me the uncertainty of I don't know what the place is going to be like and is there going to be stuff enough to do and will we end up just sort of getting in a bit of a funk. And I've come, we've come home from holidays early at least two or three times where I've just thought we've got to Thursday and just thought, we don't actually like it here very much and we've run out of things to do and suddenly home seemed an awful lot better. So, And you still take your holiday. You're just at home for it. We're just then at home just thinking, oh, it's lovely. And you fight the temptation to go back to your desk? Uh, yes, a Good little bit. Yeah, but that's the, that's the other problem, isn't it, of course, is that your email follows you. It does now. It does now. And it, uh, we've got to be able to do something about that, haven't we? Mm. So and I think that's part of what I think I'm saying, mm. which is to be a Christian parent is uh, your your children, as in every aspect of life, are learning from you. Yeah. And I, it's painful to say it, but but that's not a burden. That mm. is the reality, is they are learning from you what is a holiday. Yeah. And they are learning from you what is a, a Christian on holiday. And, uh, and they notice if you do as much email on holiday as you do at home, and they also notice if you're a grump more on holiday than at home. And, and probably we just have to examine our own hearts to understand what are we, f- as you, you have just expressed, yeah. something of what it is to examine your heart, to understand the uncertainty you feel. And uh, I leave it to you to decide what you tell yourself with that uncertainty. I'm yeah. sure there is a, a Christian response to that. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first idea. Enjoy the rest. It is God-given. Yeah. And you might need to decide to do that. Th- that is it. It's not, it's, it, it might not come naturally. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why take a Sabbath is a commandment rather than a, just see how you go. Yeah. Sabbath's a nice idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, secondly, uh, th- this is sad. Problems go with you. Mm. Uh, you are, are still you on holiday as you were at home. Your children are still your children on holiday as they were at home. I, I absolutely, I remember an Easter holiday where I was shocked and appalled that my children needed my time, my care, discipline, patience on holiday. And for some reason, that one holiday, it 
surprised me. Maybe it was because the place we were in in Wales was more beautiful. Mm. And I somehow thought this beauty deserved better behaviour from my children. <laughs> and it would somehow seep into their yeah, psyche. Look, look, look. Yeah. God has done this. Yes. Why is your heart still the heart you had when we were at home? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, it's all, it is ridiculous. Sin is ridiculous. Mm. But I, I just, um, our children still need parenting. And uh, Tim, uh, Paul Tripp, it's a striking line. If if your children didn't need parents, God wouldn't have given them to you. You know, they need parents mm-hmm. because they need parenting. So uh, all of that sounds obvious and painful, but perhaps it just means as you go away on holiday, you you don't prepare your heart for a, a period of total selfishness where you are the consumer and the world revolves around you. But uh, uh, we are blessed by God. We are having a holiday. That is wonderful. Our family need Jesus. My, my heart needs Jesus on holiday. Yeah. And you want to be, and it may be that you think, oh, wouldn't it be much better if I had more time to do the things that I want to do on holiday? And mm. you think, well, actually, it won't be long and that's all you'll have. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Clearly. Once your kids are, you know, yeah. 18, you might still be paying for their holidays on the, the bank of dad or whatever it is. Yeah. But actually, you've got You've got a long time to go on holiday and literally just please yourself. So be very careful that you don't want that too soon. Yes. And uh, and as it, you you look forward to the next stage believing it will be wonderful. Yeah. I remember friends telling me the shock on holiday that every single night their children are up later than they were because they're teenagers. Yeah. They have more energy. They and they can chat and enjoy each other. Yeah. And the idea that you're saying to your children every single night, it's not a school night. Sleep well. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Probably when you get up at midday, and uh, and and it's a different stage of life, and it's to be enjoyed in different ways. Yeah. I'm slightly jealous. They have proper conversations with their children, and they don't have to. Yeah. Talk about eating up your greens. Yeah. Well. Or maybe they've given up that battle. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So that's the second one. Uh, you're, you're, you go on holiday. Mm. Uh, thirdly, conversations happen. Uh, that is, on holiday, you have more time. And so I think probably unexpected conversations happen more. So the one I'm thinking of particularly, uh, there's a blog on the Faith in Kids website about this, is our most significant conversations about sex and that sort of thing happen on holiday often because my parents-in-law live next door to a field of cows uh, and we drive past more cows' fields and more cows Hmm. on top of each other on holiday and that leads to more conversations with five- and seven-year-olds than it does at home in a city. That's one example. And uh, and so there's a part of you thinking, we're on holiday, I don't want to have a deliberate, thoughtful conversation. Right. I'll talk about this when we get home. No, there won't be time at home. (laughs) No. Now, do it now. Yeah. Yeah. You've just come back from a holiday jam. Yeah. Were you struck by a particular conversation? I was struck by how we were together. I know it sounds silly. We were together for the whole holiday because we just went on a sort of, we went on a bit of a road trip around the UK. And um, it was, you know, and we all shared a room. We all shared a family room in a hotel. Um, we, you know, some friends of ours say, that they like to go, they just stay in a travel lodge and it's basically, think of it as camping. Uh, there are four of you in a room, but you happen to have a bathroom. 
Um, and I think that's quite a good way of looking at it. But yeah, you you go to you switch the light out at the same time. So my my kids are old enough to stay up till about nine nine thirty. And for us as grown-ups, you just think, oh, we could turn the light out at 9.30. That'd be amazing. We're exhausted. <laughs> um, of course, then we couldn't get to sleep. At the same well, it was, but it was fine. Um, Do you have strange conversations with the light? Yeah, but just uh, that. And then in the car as well. And uh, not so much by the time the lights were out. But, yeah, you just have time together to talk and talk and talk and reflect on things. But actually, they again, it's very easy to, to tread on those conversations um, it does take, again, it's a bit of a decision to say, oh, that's a good question. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And then wait for them to ask another question. And sometimes you can see a question formulating in their head and they're trying to work out how to ask it because they haven't thought about these things before. Mm. And holidays are the time, I think, particularly to do that. Mm. And but, if you have more than one child, that might just mean you ask one child to be quiet while, mm. the, while the first child has a moment to talk yeah. and take their idea. Yeah, that's the third idea. Conversations happen. Uh, fourth idea is um, it, uh, plan for holiday. Uh, I think is a common thing I hear that that people come back from holidays and say, "Oh, we've missed church," mm. and "Oh, you know, we never opened our Bible, we never said a prayer," or "You know, we thank God for food." Yeah, and uh, and just. Uh, it might be that you are going away to more beautiful places than the place you live. Uh, and, and even plan that when you're on top of a hill, when you're sitting by a lake, when you're sitting on a beach, there will just be a moment of, why don't we just thank God for five things that we've loved today? Because often holidays are full of good things. Mm. And you are saying to your children, will you thank me for that ice cream? We could all say, why don't we thank God for that ice cream or something equivalent? Uh, it might be that you just, uh, we're going to have some blog posts coming up with some resources reviewed, uh, some Bible times. Uh, it doesn't have to be onerous. It doesn't even have to be every day. But perhaps you even say on Sunday, yeah. we will just take the time to sit down as a family for 20 minutes and we'll open a passage and we'll just say, what do we think then, kids? You don't even need a Bible resource. Imagine that, just mm. a Bible. Yeah. Read a story and come up with a simple question for each of you to answer, including parents because as we talk about a lot, it's great for children to see parents stuck, wondering aloud, praying, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got a plan to do these things because they don't happen naturally um, because there's always something else to do on holiday. It is, a, it is a sign of spiritual warfare. It's just you the number of things that will stop you from praying as a family, that will stop you from opening your Bible. Mm. You know, anything becomes endlessly fascinating um, to stop you from doing that. And so you do have to plan. And we are helping you to plan. Uh, yes. We... Well, well, one thing is, before we get to that. Yes. So another thing is just to listen to some music in the car, listen to listen to have a Christian CD, mm. uh, but also Christian podcasts. So, um, and we've got something on that, haven't we? We have. I, I should say, uh, I'm not sure if my my children, it will still be the case, but certainly when they were under seven, under eight, we used to go on long journeys and they would predictably be asleep for an hour. Yeah. And, and that, uh, so we used to try to download three or four sermons. Right. Uh, maybe from a Bible conference. There's so many good ones around. Uh, and that was a great discipline for my wife and I, the chance to listen to a sermon, hmm. which we didn't often do together to the point where we had time afterwards to talk about it rather than go and get coffee. And yeah. Uh, so sorry, 
yeah. there are many there are many ways that we can plan on holiday. Uh, without it, we don't. You know, it's, when you take twelve books away, and you feel disappointed when you only read one. You don't need to take twelve sermons away with you, but to take two, yeah, uh, to take one Christian book, to take one Christian CD, hmm. and then you can get the Faith in Kids summer series. We have, we are producing four, uh, sorry, six podcasts for the summer. We've called it Traveling with Jesus, uh, and it is Traveling with Jesus two. Uh, we've recorded three today, mm-hmm. traveling with Jesus to the river for his baptism in the Jordan, traveling with Jesus to the desert for his temptation, traveling Jesus with Jesus to a big house for the calling of Matthew, uh, and so on. Mm. We have six of these. The idea for these is, in my mind, they're for you to listen to in a car. They're about quarter of an hour, maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen to our Faith in Kids podcasts, they resemble that. But we've changed the format a bit. We'd love to hear from you. Changed it up. Uh, but there are still sketches. There's still Bible readings. There's still a thought. There's still some questions for you to ponder. There's still a new format of fun facts. Uh, so we hope this is something for a car journey, uh, something for sitting by a beach even, when you can listen to it together as a family and have a chat. That's the idea. And it just, it'll hopefully just fuel the conversation mm. um, that might just kickstart something a, a moment um, and either you can I guess stock them up and listen to one a day on your holiday or whatever it is but or you can just sort of munch through them over the summer but that's the idea is there'll be one a week for the six weeks of the summer holidays mm. um, and we really hope you like them that'd be excellent yeah now Jam I think we're done I think we are this is a short Faith and Parents podcast <laughs> because it's a summer holiday and you haven't got time to listen well yes you're, you're busy being rested yeah but also it means that you've got time to maybe you've recently discovered the podcast you can go back and listen to your favourite one again <laughs> yes. or listen to ones that you haven't heard yet there are lots of those if you haven't listened to Tim Chester that's one we're hearing a lot of comments about at the moment mm-hmm. uh, we're also hearing about uh, this one is coming after two from Lovewise yeah yeah uh, and uh, people have been really appreciative to hear how an expert is encouraging them as parents that they can talk about sex, gender, sexuality, yeah, s- uh, such hot topics. Yeah. And after this one, over the summer, is our interview with Sandy Galea, uh, who we flew over from Australia to do two weeks of training for us. Yeah. And those podcasts contain some of the core elements that she was speaking to parents about. Yeah. They are, yeah, there's loads of stuff in the in those to come, which is very exciting. And also, if you think there's what what else could we talk about that you would think would be useful, do send us an email. Podcast at faithinkids.org would be really good. As you were, um, did anything come up as you were travelling around the country with Sandy mm. Ed? You've sort of, you know, the big day out. You go around. I mean, yes. what what were you hearing? What what were the questions? What were what kept coming up? Uh, I think the thing that people said most often after hearing Sandy was Sandy is particularly good at just simply telling encouraging stories and stories that inspire and help people to have a vision for what they're doing. Uh, and I, I was struck again that what that really says is Christian parenting and uh, Christian ministry to families in churches, it's not complicated. But what is a challenge, I think, is to give people a vision for it. So without the burden, you know, there's an element where this this podcast, you know, four things to think about on summer holiday. I already am thinking to myself, have we just loaded another burden onto parents? Mm. I feel quite attuned to that. 
because uh, people I respect very much often say, Ed, parents are feeling tired and guilty. Yeah. And lift the burden, give them a bigger vision, a better vision. Yeah. And encourage them that they're doing it. To live as a Christian before your children is wonderful and it's a fight worth fighting. So I just, I think that's a prompt to all of us to tell our stories. When there was an encouragement on holiday, share it. Email it to a couple of friends. Not as, look what we've achieved, but just simply, my kids have got something. We had a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, let's do that. Maybe you could email their godparents or something. Yeah. Because it, it's the sort of thing that you want to share with someone, but you don't want to put it on Facebook. Because, yeah. A, it's too personal maybe and b it just looks like bragging or b c you're ashamed of it it's yes. not it's quite the opposite yes and so i think we think that social media will help us and encourage us in this but actually in this particular thing i'm not sure necessarily that it does and so maybe we we should be a bit more um just checking in with other people other members of our house group maybe or just you know your your bridesmaids from your wedding, your best men, your best man, your ushers, your people like that, and just say, how are you doing? How's it going? Yeah. And uh, Sandy calls it godly gossip, good gossip. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I think the contrast to this, you touched on it, is the social media photo of your children in ironed white clothes standing yeah. in front of a, a crystal beach. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, look, I'm just going to gently say, I'm not sure it is that encouraging for everyone who sees it. Yeah. But if they love you, it is it is a little encouraging to see mm. you are happy and you have white ironed clothes on. Yeah, yeah. But I think true encouragement comes from we're loving one another. We're being patient with one another despite the problems. Yeah. And it hasn't always been white with ironed creases. Yeah. And also, I mean, on that, I stopped putting pictures of my kids on Facebook at least five years ago, if not seven or eight years ago, because they... They haven't chosen to do that. Yes. Um, and even if they did, they don't know what they're choosing. So, sorry, no. Um, but, yeah, no, it's – I mean, social media is a whole other topic for a whole it, other it episode. It is, and we're not going to have it. We're not going to have it. But it, it has the illusion of being encouraging, and it isn't always, and therefore maybe some private emails or just some chats, some phone – you know, some people like speaking on the phone. I don't know who they are, but some people actually like phone conversations. So that's that's something to think about. Ed's flicking to a Bible now, and you're you're going to encourage us with something, aren't you? I'm just, I, I know you, Ed. I'm that's give what you, you do. I'm going to give you one verse, and then I'm going to pray. Uh, maybe two verses. John ten ten says this: "The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Take that verse on holiday with you." Let me pray. Father, we thank you that Christ came, that we might have life to the full. We thank you he is our good shepherd. We thank you that to be with our good shepherd on holiday is life to the full. It is not a burden. It is not a set of rules. It is not a sense of failure. It is not a sense of getting the holiday wrong. Father, to go on holiday with Christ as our good shepherd is to have life to the full. We do pray, Father, that we would have stories to tell of how we have seen something of what life to the full looks like with our normal families, with our normal difficulties, with our expected stresses and strains, but to know that Christ is for us. Would we be for Christ this holiday? Thank you, Father, that he is our good shepherd. Amen. Amen. Thanks very much for listening. Please do send us an email, 
podcast at faithinkids.org. Also, you could um, support Faith in Kids in some way or another. That'd you really good, can. It? There's a donate button on our website. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoy these summer series, that would be good if you could contribute to them because we do pay people to make them and to do them and you know stuff happens we do um so uh, that would be much appreciated because um, we're not we're not pulling money out of thin air here um so it'd be great if you could support that that would be really good and w- it is wildly encouraging mm-hmm. when uh, the letter arrives by email normally saying we have a new s- supporter donor prayer yeah it's amazing yeah and just the stories are encouraging too aren't they to keep telling us those stories yeah. i love that the, f- the postcard that arrived from an eight-year-old who loves our Faith in Kids podcast. My heart bursts with joy. Mm. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? wouldn't. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye.